Hi, I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you are listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And my name is Lindsay Mills. I'm the co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Hmm. Yeah, remember to breathe every day. Every day. <clears throat> Take 10 seconds to remember that you're breathing. <laughs> right, and to make sure that you're breathing. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about um, the reasons why at Sunflower we, we do things a little bit differently. When we moved from our original space into our new home, I on purpose said, we're not going to have any bucket swings. And I got kind of a pushback on that. You know, people said, what do you mean you're not going to have any swings like that? What, what, why, what, what? And um, the swings that we do have are tire swings, um, are, you know, lots of upper body strength swings, swings that come down off of off of a platform and swing off into space and rope back. Rope swings. Rope swings, um, you know, uh, um, like a trapeze kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and really almost like a ninja course where you're, you're holding on to things and you do it by, by yourself, you know. Nobody can help you. And so it just takes that piece right out. Um, and in our old space, people would say, you know, we, we, and we would always say, you know, the, the traditional example of us not getting in the way of kids doing things and having the experience mm-hmm. of doing something on their own is, is climbing trees. And yes. you'll get into that. Um, but, you know, uh, lots of times parents would say, oh, but you push kids on a swing. You push kids on a swing, and like, yeah, you know, you're right. That's kind of taking away. That's that's you know something, and takes a lot of time, and it's not fun for adults. So, we just have those kinds of those kinds of swings, and they work on it little by little by little by little. You've got a lot of experience with that. Yes, and I think uh, when I first became a seedlings teacher, as with other things that Sunflower does in a way that is unique to other um, early childhood locations where you have uh, even nature playscapes. The, the, the rules are a little different, and I, uh, I grasped why, and then it, it made perfect sense. And I think what, what clicked after watching the adults in a given classroom say, I can't push you on the swing. Can you find a friend who can help you swing? Uh, it might seem even lazy at the outside. I think uh, there are times when um, parents feel a bit of a responsibility to play. You feel like it's some, their role. Mm-hmm, it's to, like, you know, yes. oh, my kid wants to swing. They want to, even if it's a tire swing, they, they, they want to move. So yes. I need to make that happen and for them. And only I can push them high to the sky. You know, <laughs> there's the uh, the feeling of being needed. That's really a, a special feeling. So I, I had that uh, internalized, that mentality about swinging. Um, but then I saw 
that after the initial frustration that a child might experience of not receiving that push was a little experimentation and a little innovation, perhaps, where they start to watch other children to see how they are doing it if they're swinging by mm -hmm. themselves. Or they, through trial and error, start to figure it out themselves. And that ultimately is the kind of learning experience that we go to school to have. Right. And, and it is experiential learning. Mm -hmm. They need all those little micro movements of climbing a tree or making a friend or getting up into, into the swing or any physical thing or social thing that they want to do. They need to have the experience of each of those to see how capable they are. Mm -hmm. And so our role is to see that capability first and to um, to encourage them but they need they need to move they need to do all of these things and we don't want to limit that movement um, and we don't want want to help them to do something that they need to learn how to do themselves you know or that they they will only only be able to do it if they learn how to do it themselves yes <clears throat> And I think often of uh, my mom saying that her role, she felt as my parent, was not to uh, to help me fly, but to to give me my wings, mm -hmm. to to prepare me for my own flight. So I think um, that's really what we're going for. We don't. In our hearts, we don't want to become crutches for the children in our lives. We don't want to, uh, even on a personal level, we don't want to do everything for them forever. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And recognizing that we might be setting ourselves up to, uh, to have that expectation by always stepping in in a playground setting. And we can go back to our elements of time, space, permission, and language that we like to talk about in the Sunflower Bridge Journey as well as on the podcast. And um, so if we think of, of those kinds of things, um, you know, how those elements are useful in this situation and give us, you know, some hints as to what is what is our role to take a breath and, and think of those four things and how it applies in this kind of situation. So I remember um, a time when the children had set up an interesting obstacle course on their all on their own. And there are a lot of kids that were were really into all of the physical things on the on the playscape. And one one girl who has had never done any of those physical things, uh, she did the art and she was very social and, um, you know, did all of the other things, the gardening and, and knew all of that and singing and, you know, in, really into music. But she had never taken any time to do the physical things. And this really piqued her interest. Hmm. Um, it was a flat surface. Then they jumped from there to another surface. So there was a little bit of risk involved. And, um, and then they went to, you know, like went onto, the, onto one of the rope swings and swung around and then were coming back and doing it again. And um, she, I was standing there and I saw her you know, get up there. And so I was so curious to see, wait, she never does anything like mm -hmm. this. 
but the excitement of it or whatever, she was ready. Yeah. And so she she did it and she got up and was wobbly on the first thing and got down and was frustrated and got angry and and got back up and tried it again. And she was determined. Mm. And it was probably you know, she probably did it one or two days worth huh. and and little by little got there and got to where she mastered it. And uh, and was doing it like the other kids and running back and, and doing it again. And she felt so good about yeah. that. And it spurred all of her really major physical development things. Um, so from there, she went to um, a rope swing that we have where you, 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 you know, you have to jump on. A knot on the on the rope, yes, and um, and swing, and it's you swing pretty far. It's it reminded me of like I, for 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 these kids, I used to you know I just have one childhood memory of swinging from a tree over a brook and back, and it it seemed like it was like the Grand Canyon I was flying yeah. over. But you see that same look on their faces, and to to do that to accomplish that, so she worked on all of the things including climbing trees. Mm -hmm. And so that was the next thing that she went went through. It wasn't something that we decided for. So we gave her the time to tackle that and accomplish it. We, mm -hmm. we weren't pushing her to do anything. She got to do all of the other things. And then the readiness was all. And permission to try and fail and get back up again and supported her through that. And um, and she she figured it all out. And it was huge. <laughs> yes. So many micro skills really clicking into place and those fine motor skills that just really require repeated motion to to develop. Um, and screwing up your courage, you know, because it was a little place where they had to jump mm -hmm. from one thing to another. And you could fall down the crack of that. Right. Um, but to see them get that. And it only happens through experience. It mm -hmm. only happens through that. I think the the other example that I really want to give in this conversation is regarding tree climbing, because with with swings and with obstacle courses, I think there is uh, certainly an element of risk, um, and the child needs to gain confidence and try and fail, and all of those things are true. Um, I think what is added when we talk about climbing trees is our, uh, our fear as adults and also our... A desire to um, to solve things when our when our children are struggling and to and to make it easy for them. And so, what I've seen uh, many times it, with many different children in the setting of our seedlings preschool is that they see their friends climbing the big tree, <laughs> and of course, as you were saying, like to be. Uh, to to make it to get it get to the spot that you wanted it can be such a thrill you know you you get you're really high up it's it's like it feels like something to accomplish and they want to to know what that's like uh, and so they'll set about trying to climb just like their friends do but if they're on the shorter side of things then 
sometimes their little arms or their little legs aren't closing the loop. They can't seem to pull themselves up onto the next branch to climb the tree. And so then they start getting creative and they say, oh, what if I brought over these blocks? Miss Lindsay, what if I stacked these blocks under the tree so that I can reach? And I have to say, mm, that's not gonna be a safe choice um, from where I'm standing because that is a not an even place under the tree and I, those blocks are really wobbly. So I'm worried you're gonna fall. What else can you try? And then they say, oh, what if I drag this chair all the way across <laughs> the playscape and then I could just stand on the chair just for one second. And I say, well, that also isn't going to work for me. That's not a sturdy place to stand. Um, and the chairs aren't for standing, are they? They're for sitting. So let's see. What else can you do? And they they really get to the end of their rope with me. <laughs> um, but then I'll say, hmm, well, how did your friend do it? And I'll start asking questions and see if they can start to wrap their mind around what the physical experience is. And um, why go to all of this trouble? Why not just pick the pick child up. up and sit them on the branch where they want to be with their friends? The reason is that then you really are preparing for an experience where your child is stuck in a tree like a kitten, and you need to call the fire department to come and get them out of the tree, <laughs> genuinely. Because once they're up there, they might be able to climb higher than they would, given their height and their strength at this developmental stage. Um, so what giving them the rule of that you can only climb as high as your body can lift you the logic goes that then you will also be able to carry your body down from that place. And and reversing that, you know, I mean, the um, the you're really if you lift a child and put them in a tree, it's much it's a much more dangerous uh, proposition than if they climbed up there themselves. Right. Um, because their their muscles, they're getting all those micro movements, they're gaining the confidence, they're going up a little bit and coming down and, and feeling what that feels like. And then, you know, an adult can be there saying, okay, does it feel safe? And reminding them, you remember, you know, that that, that branch looks like really more like your finger mm -hmm. than the width of your arm. So, you know, and, and test branches and things like that. Yes. So those little experiences, and we've seen it over and over and over again. You give the children the time and the space to do that. They might be frustrated. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to ask to get up in a tree. You know, they're not going to ask somebody to put them somewhere unless they've been put there initially, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> parents. And so, um, and you can you can walk that back. Say, you know what? Yeah, I've done that before. But you know what? I think that you're strong enough to do. Let's see if how you figure it out, mm -hmm. and um, it just serves them so much better. And and then that confidence, they're gaining all of those little skills, the confidence, the understanding of of what it takes to lift my body up into this tree. And then it's it's all theirs. It's not it's nothing having to do with us. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's why we don't pick children up and put them in a tree. That's why or, we don't push children on the swings. Right, exactly. <laughs>
Thanks for tuning in and listening today. We would love to hear if you've had any experiences uh, exploring risk with your children, what your strategies are for uh, helping them learn these um, big body skills. And you can do that by sending us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or you can find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.